WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to The Sci-Files, an Impact 89 FM series focusing on student research here at Michigan State University. We're your co-hosts Chelsea Boudou and Daniel Puentes. It's not enough to just do research or to do science. We need to communicate that science. For example, a lot of scientists view publications as a form of science communication because they're writing down their results and then they're talking to other people about it at conferences. However, not many scientists have that training in writing. It would be very nice if we could all get that training in our undergraduate or even in our graduate career. It depends on the program, though. Today, to talk to us more about this, we are here with June Oh. Thanks for joining us today, June. May you please tell us about yourself and your research? Sure. Hi, Chelsea. Hi, Daniel. Thank you for having me today. I'm June, and I'm a PhD candidate in English. And for the last three years, I've been collaborating with a team, and we basically have been involved in a research that develops and assesses a pilot first-year writing program for STEM undergraduate students at a residential college of history, philosophy, and sociology of science, Lyman Briggs College, that basically aims to foster critical science literacy and culturally responsive scientific identity through learning how to read and write in science fields. Thanks for coming to talk to us today, June. You had said that you're gathering data about writing and reading in STEM, but are you also involved in the teaching aspect of this as well? Yeah, thank you, Danielle. So I am not actually teaching the course myself. So the class we are looking at is actually LB133 at Michigan State, and it is a class that is required for all students first-year students that go into Lyman Briggs College, which is a residential STEM college. And my collaborator, Dr. Marisa Brandt at that college, she is teaching the courses. And the data we are collecting involves not only her sections, but all the sections across that curriculum. From the class code, I can tell that this is an undergraduate course. What is the motivation for your research? For example, why are you particularly studying this topic? Yeah, thank you, Chelsea. So I received the scholarship of undergraduate teaching and learning, and I know that many fellows have participated in this podcast. And I'm an interdisciplinary scholar and teacher, and this opportunity was for me to really research teaching and uh, the method of teaching and the impact it has, and that has been really incredible for me. So as a humanities-based scholar and teacher, I've taught a lot of first-year writing, but I wanted to focus more about and really think about what writing does for STEM students, and not only for students in humanities or not even social sciences, but for students who are thinking about science. So what can writing do for、uh, students that are training to be scientists, students who are thinking about med school, students who want to be chemists? You know what is the role of writing for those kind of students? As a STEM student, it is important to stress how much writing can make an impact in the ability to communicate science. However, there's all sorts of different kinds of ways to write about science, whether it's publishing a research manuscript or working with a commercial magazine. What types of writing were investigated during this course? That's an excellent question. In this course, there are five inquiry-based writing projects, and some of them really ask students to go to a scientific site 
and write lab, lab reports. Some project is collaborative and it asks students to do some research and make websites. The other project, it um, asks students to uh, really follow a public scientific claim and trace that source upstream to really think about how to validate a scientific fact and produce that writing by making a poster. So students engage with various types of writing, such as vet science writing, scientific sites, lab reports, creating digital websites, creating posters. And students also look at a lot of articles, scientific articles in their discipline. And we really encourage students to find fields and topics that they are interested in. I think it would be really interesting if they could expand these courses to teach these students how to also write for a non-technical audience. Now to focus more on your research, what are you specifically asking these students in your surveys? Yeah, thank you, Chelsea. So we are collecting data from several different news. So the first thing that we do, and by we, I mean myself and another graduate student, a PhD student from education, her name is Yugyeong Lai Labe, and we look at student writing themselves, so papers that they turn in. And we also look at six reflection letters, one on each five projects, and the overall semester reflection letter. And third, we look at the pre-post surveys. And finally, we are also planning an interview with at least five students from the last three years. And in the pre-post surveys, we ask students to really help us think about their confidence level in writing, what they think about science. So science as not a objective truth about the world, but science as culturally and socially situated. And we ask them to answer whether they believe that is true, whether they relate to those concepts, or whether they still believe that science is something that is hard objective truth and doesn't really have any creative aspect to it. So yeah, those things are what we are mainly asking students to write about in their base. We've kind of talked a little bit about this idea of how science isn't just this objective truth, but that there is a cultural aspect to it. Could you expand on that a little bit more and talk about how science can mean differently for different cultures? Yeah, thank you for that. What we try to emphasize with writing and reading is that students understand science as the process of knowledge making. So what gets involved in producing that a certain scientific knowledge, you know, this and also confronting this myth of lone genius and really emphasizing the collaborative and communicative aspect of science. So basically science in context. So for instance, in one of the five inquiry-based writing projects, the Scientific Sites Project, we have students go to labs in teams and collaboratively uh, investigate how a local lab produces knowledge. So while some students may focus on technology that they use, the other might look at the power dynamic. The students learn to understand how science communication and knowledge is made in diverse social, material, uh, and cultural context. So they get to demystify labs and humanize scientists and make observational field notes and collaborate those uh, different writing pieces and then uh, produce one 
collaborative writing piece. And they also read scientific papers that are produced by that lab so they can really witness and or really think about what goes on, kinds of communication that goes on in that lab and how that gets translated into scientific knowledge. So you've been conducting this research over the past three years, which means that you were conducting it before and during COVID. Did you see any changes with how these students were learning and the outcomes of your surveys from before and during COVID? For sure. So I started this project back in fall 2019, and it was before the pandemic. And one of the things that we noticed for sure was that because many of this uh, writing projects were collaborative, many students were having a difficult time finding time to actually meet their peers and really just spend time doing the collaborative work. And that has been a lot of challenges for students because much of scientific writing and collaborative writing especially has to happen in person. So yeah, the collaborative aspect has been the difficulties for students. Like you had mentioned earlier, part of your research process is interviewing five different students that took the class over the course of three years. Is there a reason why you only interviewed three? Is it a matter of difficulty of trying to get students to perform the interviews, or was there a statistical reason for it? Yeah, thank you for that question. Really, one of the collaborators on the team, Yu Gyeong, she is from education, and she has a really good background and grounding in educational theory. And one thing that we learned as she joined the team in year three of this project was that our project uh, without us really thinking about it was doing both collaborative and quantitative using both quantitative and qualitative search methods. And as she pointed out, we already have a lot of data. We are now getting more than 300 students' data on the pre-post surveys, and we have about 200 students writing papers and their reflection letters, and that alone have hundreds and thousands of pages, and we have been collecting data on all of them. So the interview itself would be more like having a conversation with students, and especially students who have taken the course three years ago, and as they enter into their um, senior years, we want to ask them what kinds of projects they found most impactful, whether these ideas of science as culturally situated, you know, how that helps them as they become scientists in their fields. Right, so do this first year writing courses and the contents that they learned, does that carry any specific or significant meaning as they move on to their later careers? So those kind of questions are what we are looking for in the interview, rather than um, doing any more qualitative work on student responses. So those interviews would be more additional to the data that we have already. The data that you gather, are you going back and analyzing it with the professors who taught the class, or are you analyzing it with a different person and then telling the professors what you've learned? How can the professors improve their classes based off of the surveys that you've been conducting? Yeah, thank you for that question. So the data analysis itself and my collaborator, another PhD student who is also not teaching the courses, we two are the main analyzers of the, of the courses. And the reason that we are doing that is because we don't want to have any perspective on the students. We don't know the students, they are anonymized, and we don't know the context of their writing. 
So when we get that data, when we gather that data, it's more like, is it positive and what kinds of themes emerge out of all, all of those data? The first thing we do is to just decide whether it is a positive reaction or a negative reaction. And the second thing we do is figuring out the emerging themes from student responses. So for example, when students are asked about the most impactful projects, what we are learning and what's really interesting is that there are varied responses among students. So there isn't an overwhelming one project over the other four that students pick as the most impactful and students have their own ideas and it's, it's fairly distributed. And when we gather the data, we get that result to the instructors and let them know what students are finding interesting, what students are finding challenging. And throughout this three-year process, it has been very reflexive. So the prompt and the project itself has evolved throughout the three years. And my collaborator, Dr. Marisa Brandt, she is the leader of communicating that result with her colleagues, the faculty at a college. And we are using the data to really uh, encourage the faculty to see that this is actually a very helpful class and writing is important and how we can, you, you know, really thinking about writing class as not just something that is only producing students to really think about thesis, but in addition to that, how they can approach their fields and their topics and their careers. It's great that this course is showing a positive impact on the attitude that students have when it comes towards STEM. What did you use for the baseline of your work, however? How were you able to determine whether or not students actually gained a more positive attitude towards STEM as a result of this science writing class? Yeah, thank you for that question. That's actually really fascinating. So the main data that we used to get that, to conclude that, was from students' reflection letters. So students write reflection letters on each of the project and on the overall semester and overall course of the semester. And one thing that we found was just overwhelmingly positive was how this idea of science as inherently social has been helpful for many students and especially women students. And they say things like the image of lone science, you know, genius, this white male sitting in a lab, just, you know, pulling his hair, trying to cover something great was their typical image of scientists and them as women really being involved in science and having some challenges to that and just acknowledging that science is inherently social, how that has been helpful for them. And I've seen many testimonies from students regarding that. And one of the, the other thing that we found really encouraging was when they are asked to tell us what they want to learn more after of this course, you know, what they this course has really made them curious about is that they want to know different cultures of science, different cultures in science instead of just the United States, you know, how different cultures of science in the world, how they write science differently, how they conduct science differently, how they view science differently. Some of them even say uh, they want to know more about gender and minority disparities in STEM, minority groups in science. So we believe that it, it really has impacted students on different levels and in different meanings. I'm curious a little bit about the demographics of the students that were in these classes. 
were any of these international students or students that were not native speakers in English? Yes, there were many students who were international, but they are not the majority of the class. So the majority of the students are、uh, white students, and the ratio between women and men are about half and half. And occasionally we do have international students, but、uh, and ESL students, but they are not the majority of the course. And one one thing that I remember is one student who was a black first gen student, and they mentioned things like how this class has helped them think about what they can really contribute to the field of science. Not only it's about the challenges and then、uh, that the barriers, but it's about how her diverse perspective, her own identity, her different experiences and values, and how they can. Reach the field of science and how that can enrich different methods of communicating the science, and that has been really encouraging. It's good that non-English speakers were able to still participate in these classes. However, how were you able to gauge whether or not there was an actual increase in competency when it came to science writing? So for the first year, and from the data we collected, out of 108 students, 92%, 93% reported that overall college writing skills improved quite or a lot, and more than、um, 70% of students said that their writing skills have definitely improved or a lot more than they expected. And ninety percent of the students reported that they want to stay in STEM because of this class. So those、uh, statistics have been also very encouraging. Well, thanks so much for talking to us today, June. It was really cool to hear about your research on science writing and how it's being applied in the classrooms with these students that are learning. Good luck on the rest of your research. Right. Thank you. Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. To hear more about us and learn more about our episodes, check out SciFiles.org. If you're a current MSU student that would like to be interviewed, please reach out to us at SciFiles@impact89fm.org. We'll catch you next week on the SciFiles, and remember, the truth is in the science.